BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Top of the morning to you. Here we go. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard on a busy Tuesday on tap over the next three hours. Matt Humans, college football and NFL. Paul Stone on college football. And Jensen Lewis will do a lot of Major League Baseball playoffs today. A bunch of props to get into. A huge game between Texas and Oklahoma. And a lot of the National Football League as well, Paulie. Not pretty last night. And uh, the market got that one correct yesterday. Money came in every which way but loose on Seattle and uh, driving that number way up from the pick'em where it was sitting earlier in the week. And in fact, the Giants were favored at one point. I, I don't know how that opener was uh, so short, and I don't know how the Giants opened up as a favorite in the game. Um, the Seahawks are, I would say, they're a good team. I'm not going to call them great or elite. I like a lot of the personnel. But certainly, the Giants are a complete mess. And how are they against a playoff team from last year and a team that can absolutely make the playoffs again this year? How the Giants are on a pick them for most of the week? I just, I don't, I never got it. Yeah. They stink. Mm-hmm. How about what's gone on in the first half of this season with the Giants? Well, I mean, the, the, and then what's gone on in the primetime games, which is the big story. If it bleeds, it leads. More on that coming up. Get these teams off prime time. But it's it just the slow starts every single week, and you're behind the eight ball. I mean, they are this close to being winless if they didn't get hot and rally against Arizona. Oh, I watched that but, entire second half on the road against the Cardinals. They yeah. were very fortunate. I mean, they were awesome in that second half, and they were up against it. They knew it, but mm-hmm. come on. They're they're very close to being 0-4, no doubt. Yep, yep. 
And why, I don't know how you watched last season. While, yes, they won, but they struggled with bad teams, beat no one, made the playoffs, and they gave Danny Dimes four for 160. How bad that decision looks. He is now 1-13 in prime time in his career. And I know he doesn't have time to throw on the offensive line. It's horrendous. But can you take care of the ball, please? This has been a problem his whole career. Right. No pocket awareness. You know, guys might be chasing you, Danny. You know, the, the, the fumble was ridiculous. Set Seattle up inside, their, uh, own, yeah. inside the 10. Hands them seven points. The pick six was atrocious. Another interception. And then, as I tweeted, after how can you give this guy four for 160? Remember, they had that. They were backed up, and it was third and long, and they ran a draw. And the crowd's booing. Oh, sure. He walks over to the sideline. He takes his helmet off, and Dable says something to him. And it appears he goes, I thought it was second down. I couldn't read his lips, but that's what I – because the look on his face was like, wait a minute, what just happened here? I think he thought it was second down. Uh. So, like, why would you run the ball on third down in that situation too? So I'll come over. We can sweep together. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I don't want to sweep alone. So – any, anyways, it, it's just it's so bad, and it's and it's horrendous for New York teams on prime time. Three and twenty-seven, last thirty straight up in prime time for the Jets and the Giants, and the Giants still have three more prime time games coming up. I got the whole schedule. Yep, in two weeks they go to Buffalo. They better flex out of this. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to get creative here with the league because I can't watch this anymore. And I know I'm that guy. When there's a car crash, I I go I slow down. Oh, what have we got going on here? I tapped out last night. I couldn't do it. I went to bed early. It, oh, was, I it, fell it was so bad. And they, they were just, this is a pathetic. You know, the other thing, too, about the Big Blue, they haven't been good in 20 years. I'm well, talking about well, one year. One year they were the one seed, and Eli Manning lost to the six, the Eagles. That was that funky Arizona-Pittsburgh Super Bowl year when Arizona got hot with Kurt Warner. But it's like they always are sitting around 500. Maybe they'll get hot late, sneak into the playoffs. Can they make noise? You know, the two years they beat the Patriots. But it's just the same song and dance every year with the Giants. Let's be honest. I mean, they snuck into the playoffs both times. Yes. They went on some of these magical runs. I'm not going to, I mean, they won Super Bowls. I get it. But they were not good teams that year Uh, in the regular season. They happened to, you know, catch lightning in a bottle, I think. And Eli somehow has two Super Bowls. I have no idea how he did, but he somehow, they have been building this team up or trying to, or they can't, Paul, it's been 20 years. It's been 10, 10, 15, 20 years that they've been at, let's make this unit better. Let's see if we can build the offensive line. And what are we going to do about weapons? Like when Barkley is hurt, who can you count on from this team to be a playmaker and do anything offensively? You have to rely on a guy they completely overpaid in the preseason. Um, $40 $40 million a year. You got to rely on a turnover machine to make plays with his legs. Cause yep. do they have a single wide and have they had a receiver in, I don't know, since Plaxico Burris, it's like, you know what? Beckham for a couple of years. Other than that. Okay. Which guy can go there and give me seven for 110 and really cause a ruckus when they play a good defense. Nobody. It's right. the, everybody is unreliable on the offense. And it's been the same song and dance forever now. They've had some bad luck where they've had talented guys, but they turned out to be nut jobs. Beckham, Jeremy Shockey. I mean, the stuff, I mean, he goes yeah, on. Shockey's the, a long time ago sure, now. I know, but he was good. But then he goes yeah. on the Howard Stern show when he makes a comment about, you know, it, well, you can Google it. And then he has to apologize. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was it's it's wild with the bad luck that they've had. But and then, you know, Dable, who wins coach of the year. Like, are you practicing all week? You know, what are you doing? The first half this year, they've been outscored 77-9 to 9 
six six zero excuse me zero zero six three points that led for a total of 19 seconds well how what about, are you doing how about last night scoreless in the second half you're getting blown out uh-huh. at home and you had the ball for what 36 minutes you gave up 11 sacks so yeah we can all agree that danny dimes the contract is laughable i mean how these teams operate with quarterbacks i mean it's just it's pure lunacy right but the offensive line when andrew thomas is hurt the guy has no chance mm-hmm. he's running for his life every single play but also, even if he didn't, I, I, can you trust him to go out there with a steady offensive line to make plays? I, I don't know. I don't know what that answer is. How long does the guy need? No, no, no. Too many turnovers. Yeah. No way. It's, it's like you're right because on the fumble that he had, where it set up Seattle deep inside their own territory, right? He avoids the first pressure. Yeah. And then it's like he he completely forgot in his head. Hey, more pressure might be on the way. I might want to protect the football here. Oh, whoops! The guy's coming from behind me now, and he wiped the ball away. Sure. Yep. You bet. Pick but, six is so that that throw was terrible. Great job by Witherspoon. And oh my God, what a haul by Schneider and Seattle, what they pulled off for Russell Wilson. Uh, which you see all the guys over there making plays. But the other thing They drafted well, by the way, oh, the last yes. couple of years. Yes. Yes. But I I, I can say it because I can't prove it. Maybe they make the playoffs last year with Tyrod Taylor. Who knows? The schedule was so damn easy. Yeah. I mean, he had he, he was great in the playoffs against Minnesota, but then you saw what happened against Philly. When they played good teams. They got embarrassed and blown out. That's right. But the other thing, the the, 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 Noah, the Noah fan touchdown's a debacle. That's an absolute embarrassment. Drew Locke comes in, cold as can be, dancing, having a good time. I actually thought Locke would take away that. The movement, right. The, the mishap there on defense. I thought Locke looked pretty good last night. Well, he comes in. How is It's third down. How is Fant wide open like that? And then feel free to knock him out of bounds. All somebody. you have to do, guys, push him out of bounds. Yes. That's all you have to do. I mean, he's a big guy. Oh, let me go low on him. Like, how, how's that going to work out? And then he takes it down to the one. Oh, unmitigated disaster. Absolutely. So you, way, me- you mentioned the schedule, too. So they go to Buffalo in two weeks. we we got to flex out of these games. I don't care. Isn't that a Thursday night game? No, no, that's a Sunday night. Is it Sunday that's night? October, whatever, okay. 15, when it's coming up. Monday night, they host the Packers December 11th. Then we're stuck with them on Christmas against the Eagles. And then we got a couple more coming up with the Jets, too. At least the Jets have played some exciting games. But get, get these New York teams, we got to stop with this. 3-27 oh. and 27 straight up going back combined primetime. Paul, can I, can I add Chicago to the list? Yes, you can. So if you go major markets here, if you go the two New York teams and the Chicago Bears, we have a primetime game with one of those three teams involved in weeks uh, 5, 6, 8, 9, Two in week 10, week 12, week 14, and week 17. Either the Bears, the Giants, or the Jets are playing in prime time those weeks. Oh, no. So they're going to have to flex out of some of these games. They absolutely must. They're going to be working overtime. For example, um, the well, this one they can't flex out of. Your annual game between the Vikings and the Bears, it has to be on Monday Night Football. That's on Monday Night Football week 12. They have to give us the Bears in Monday Night Football against can, the Vikings. I think they can flex out of that. Uh, in week 12, I can think, they? I think that's when it starts. Okay. Good timing. Uh, week, I believe so. Week 10... Panthers at Bears, Jets play at the Raiders Sunday night football. How do you not flex yeah. out of Jets at Raiders? I'm looking this morning, um, DVOA, right? Advanced metrics to measure how good or bad these teams really are. So per DVOA, the Bears are rated as the worst team in football right now. Who's second worst? Your New York football giants. They're 31st overall in DVOA, 30th on offense, and 29th on defense. The two teams that are behind them on offense are... The Raiders, believe it or not, they have them dead last uh, overall in offense in the league. And the other team is uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's 31st overall in offense. And that kind of makes some yep. sense because they've been so bad. 
Sunday night football, you can start flexing weeks 5 through 10. You can do it up to twice at the NFL's discretion, weeks 11 to 17. Monday night football, you can do it 12 through 17. Okay, so 12 qualifies. Thursday night football, you can flex 13 to 17 with the weeks. Let me ask you, I think Seattle's good. I think they'll get to nine wins and make the playoffs, although the schedule, they have this stretch where they go at the Rams, San Francisco, at Dallas, San Francisco, Philly, at Tennessee. Rough schedule uh, with that stretch coming up. But I, I think they're they're pretty good. And again, Gino, the, the hit out of bounds. Come on, the guy's on the white. Where's the flag Five on Five yards out of bounds. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I, I understand why he was frustrated and screaming at the guy. So how come there's always something weird at MetLife, by the way, Rogers goes down. Yep. They missed the egregious call against Gardner Sunday night. They missed that call last night. Um, Smith clearly hurt because of what happened mm-hmm. late and out of bounds. Come on guys. I mean, it's a quarterback. You call everything in this league. You're not going to notice that. You're not going to call the flag on that. Uh, by the way, this upcoming week. Now look at how the number is adjusted. Giants <laughs> at the dolphins. Miami's laying 10 and a half total is 49 and a half. Well, the dolphins playing these crazy games. Can the Giants score? I don't know the answer to that. I don't give a much of a shot if it's not going to have Thomas and Barkley again. No. I mean, you get sacked 11 times. Would they have 26 pressures last night? Yeah, it was the entire time. Yeah. 11 sacks in the NFL? Uh, What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. It's Follow the Money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Paulie's going to run down more of the betting action from last night in win some, lose some, including an 11-1 to that cashed and a vicious beat in soccer. Details next here on VEASAN. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Don't forget DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet $5 and pocket 200 in bonus bets instantly. All customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app. Use the promo code FOLLOW when you sign up. Promo code FOLLOW. Amazing menu for the baseball playoffs. Oh, just the stuff on the pitchers alone in all the props. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. VEASAN host Matt Humans joins the program now. His show is called VEASAN Tonight, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, and also he does the Friday football betting invitational from Circa as well. How's the contest going, Matt? It's going well. I think uh, guys are struggling a little bit with their best bets, you know, singling out one play each week, and uh, that's something that kind of happened last year as well. would surprise me, but one guy stands head and shoulders above the crowd in the best bets. And uh, that's Wes Reynolds of VSIN. He's an auxiliary contestant, the only guy of the 20 who's a perfect 4 0 on his best bets. And uh, Chris Piper remains the contest leader. He was a Circus Survivor co champ in 2021. Piper is uh, mostly a college football handicapper. He's 19 8 1 against the spread. Got a short, uh, see, just a very narrow lead over uh, Scott Pritchard of Las Vegas Pro Better and Kenny White, who's. Um, who's about a point back and uh, Kenny, a long time Las Vegas odds maker. He's going to be in studio with me Friday night. So it's going well. We're four weeks into it and we're still what five weeks away from eliminating the last place contestant. So uh, the cut down phase does not start for another month. All right. Uh, the biggest college football yeah. game on the schedule this weekend, of course, is mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma and Texas played annually in Dallas and uh, here at Circa. Texas opened up a five-point favorite. The total was 58. Now the Longhorns are up to six. And also, I agree with the move on the total here at 60 and a half. What's your play between these two teams? You know, the side's a tough call for me because I made the number six. And uh, it's sitting right around that number. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I want to bet against Texas here. I just watched the Kansas-Texas tape again. And uh, the Longhorns were not that impressive in that game against the Jayhawks. They had to pull away really in the fourth quarter to make that score look better at 40-14. to 14. But Texas is so strong in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line, and I think that's where they're superior to Oklahoma and what, where they might pull away and win this game in the fourth quarter. But I also, this is a Red River rivalry, and last year was a Red River bloodbath, and it was 49 nothing. Texas won that game. So I think Oklahoma is going to be playing for some serious revenge after getting embarrassed in this game a year ago. I really like Dylan Gabriel, the Sooners quarterback. He can put up some numbers, and I think he's uh, going to move the ball against the Texas defense. It's, it's a legit defense. Alabama had a tough time against this Texas defense. But if you look at the history of these Red River games, wild games, high scores, uh, previous to the 49 nothing last year, you had 55-48, 53-45, 
just a long list of uh, high-scoring games. And I think that's what we're going to see again. Obviously, Lincoln Riley was involved in a lot of those high-scoring games, but the Oklahoma offense got a lot of playmakers, very very explosive, and I, I think we're going to see both teams probably get into the 30s this year too. So I'm actually not going to play a side yet unless I can talk myself into something before Saturday. Um, I think live betting might be a better option for this mm-hmm. game anyway in terms of a side, but I'm going to play this over 60 and a half. Okay. Uh, how about Fox going to Laramie? And this is great with Fresno taking on Wyoming and Fresno on the long winning streak. Tedford doing yeah. an incredible job here. And I'll tell you, if Fresno can win this game and then go to Utah State and win, schedule sets up nicely for him, and I'm still holding out hope we could get nuts here and get 12-0 Fresno against 12-0 Air Force. But what do you think of the Bulldogs here laying five and a half on the road? Bulldogs are legit. Like you said, 14 straight wins, second longest winning streak in the country next to Georgia at 22. I'm a little bit surprised this number's only five and a half. I, I made the number eight and a half. And uh, so I'm a little suspicious why it's so low. But the last two years, Fresno's dominated Wyoming 30 to nothing last year, 17 0 two years ago. That's 47 0 in the last two meetings. And this Bulldogs team's already won at Purdue in a shootout. Shut out uh, Arizona State on the road. Mikey Keene's a, a, a pretty good quarterback. Transferred from UCF, 69% completions, 14 TDs. And you look at the Wyoming side, I do like the defense. Craig Bowles, a hell of a coach, and he had 10 starters back. But still, the Wyoming offense is a little limited, one-dimensional on the ground. Andrew Peasley, the quarterback, only has six touchdown passes in five games. I still, I think this number is a little light. I don't like to play many road favorites above three points in college football, but I'm going to take a shot with Fresno here because I, I've i watched Fresno in most of its games. It looks like a clearly superior team here, and I'm, I'm surprised the number's not a little bit higher. So I'm going to ride Jeff Tedford as a five-and-a-half-point favorite in the Laramie. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Matt Humans, his show is called VEASAN Tonight, Monday through Friday, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. The Friday show turns into the Friday Football Circa uh, Invitational now, I know that you've been on the Patriots at least a couple of times this year. <laughs> yeah. Are you a glutton for punishment, uh, man? Uh, Are you going to go back to the well one more time? Man, this is this is painful. It's painful to watch this because it feels like this is it for Bill Belichick in New England, doesn't it? Yes, and it does. Robert, yep. yeah, Robert, Robert Kraft made the statement over the summer. They, uh, the media asked him, what do you want? And he said, I want number seven. And he wasn't talking about seven wins this year to get over the win total of six and a half at DraftKings. He was talking about Super Bowl number seven. And this team, this Patriots team is not going to make the playoffs. It's not happening. I mean, Mike gets to seven wins with some luck, but Mac Jones is going to have to pick it up. I've been a Mac Jones supporter, and uh, it's really hard to continue hanging in to support him if he's going to play like he did against the Cowboys through two, two picks. One was a pick six. Had a fumble return for a touchdown. That's the worst game I've seen him play in his NFL career. The Patriots offensive line's got to play better too. But at this point, I feel like it's almost a buy low spot on the on the Patriots at home. Now I know two of their best defensive players are out, and I hate that. Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez, rookie corner, are out this week, and uh, that's a big concern for me. But I think Belichick's defense has been fine so far. The offense has been the problem. Well, if you're playing the Saints. You don't have to win a shootout. Look at this New Orleans offense and how pedestrian it's been so far. 16 points, 20 points, 17, and 9. 
Uh, Derek Carr's numbers are pretty weak. He shouldn't have been out there playing last week. If the Patriots can't beat the Saints, you got big problems uh, with Belichick in New England. I think this is one of those circle the wagons games. Patriots going to play a lot better than they did last week in Dallas. And really, if you think about it, they should have beat the Eagles in week one. They played well enough to beat the Dolphins in week two. Why can't they beat the Saints on their home field, too? I, I, I think this is a spot where I have to play Belichick. And uh, I, at one and a half, I feel uh, I feel that's a pretty good number. I, I thought that I actually thought the Patriots can open three here, so I'm happy right. to play one and a half. Fair enough. You're mm-hmm. the king of fast food. You come out with the uh, yep. top 50 rankings every summer here on VEASAN. We all love it. Uh, how excited do you get when a headline pops up, maybe like on Twitter or on, or on local news, and it reads, McDonald's to bring the McRib back. Well, we talked about this on your show last year, and I, I said it was a marketing gimmick when McDonald's said it was going to retire the McRib and it was never coming back, right? That, that was a boxing retirement yes. where, mm. uh, you know, the, the boxer comes back a year later. Well, hey, I'm back. You know, retirement's over. There's no way the McRib is too good, too popular. There's no way McDonald's was going to retire that forever. So it was a marketing gimmick. But yeah, I'm excited. Uh, to see it come back this year. Apparently, it's not going to be back in all 50 states. But if McDonald's huh. wants to stay, you know, in the top 10 in the fast food rankings, it sure as hell better be back in Nevada, right? So the McRib better be out here <laughs> if, if they're going to bring it back. And, Paul, I know you're excited. Zippy's, the Hawaiian barbecue spot, is going to open here mm-hmm. in Vegas next week. I've been thinking a lot about this, you know, about these places that we love that aren't in Vegas. And then when when they come to Vegas – do we still love them so much? So I want to talk about that a little bit next week before it opens because I don't think some people realize how popular Zippy's is and how many Hawaiians live in Vegas. This is going to be a, a huge event next week. Looking what, what do you say the line's going to be next uh, next Wednesday when it opens? They're lining up at 6 a.m. On Four the, hours uh, before yeah. the restaurant opens, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That'll be right. good. This is going to be bigger than Taylor Swift <laughs> at a Chiefs game. Hmm. All right. Not yeah. possible. All right, my friend. Mahalo. Talk to you. Good Mahalo. job. You bet. Thanks. Take it easy, All champ. Right, there you go. All right. Very good. You going to go the first day? Well, apparently not. It's, it sounds like you it's going to be Woodstock. So yeah. uh, it's going to be out of control. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, you can follow Matt on Twitter. He's at MattHumans247. And this is VSIN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. Plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan LeBetard, and Ross Tucker, uh, Paulie and I work with the sharpest betting experts in the business. You can check out all of our best analysis at the website, vcin.com. Follow the money. is two more hours coming up on vcin. And out of the break at the top of the hour, we'll get into do you concur? I would say at least five divisions are up for grabs. We shall discuss next. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the leaderboard to see who has the hot hand. And the ROI, pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, dog videos. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. $19 for your first month. That's Chick-fil-A. 
$19. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Get up there. Here we go. Some college football, professional, sports better. Paul Stone joins the program now. I jinxed you last week. Came on. Hey, great job the week before, 3-0. Then it completely flipped last week, but it's a uh, marathon, Paul, and not a sprint. And uh, you can listen, download, and subscribe to Paul's podcast. It's called the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Before we get into your bets, for this weekend, we were just talking about this Texas-Oklahoma game and some of these scores in the recent history, how they basically flew over this Saturday's total. But with the rule changes here, the way that these two teams have played this year, uh, do you have like any opinion? You're there in Texas. You follow this team for as long as you can remember. Um, how many plays, for example, do you expect in this game between these two teams? You know, I expect right around 140. Okay. Uh, the average, I think, so far this year is in the uh, low to mid-130s with the rule change. I think Oklahoma especially is going to try to play fast. Mm-hmm. Texas is so tough on the interior of its defense. You know, the faster you play, the more difficult it is to substitute uh, defensively and so forth. So I, I just think Oklahoma's going to pick it up a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think 140 plays is about right. And uh, it has been a high-scoring uh, series in recent years for sure. We were talking before you came on here. The loser's not the loser's okay here. I mean, and there's a good chance we get the rematch coming up down the road. As both teams are likely to run the table after this, do you concur? Yeah, you know, you'd have to think there is at least a possibility one of them might slip up after this game. But it certainly looks like that's a you know a, a valid possibility. And if you're going to lose one, you know, obviously Texas or Oklahoma would rather go undefeated and win this game and the Big Twelve championship. But if you're going to lose one of them. Uh, the one to lose is certainly this Saturday. You don't want to lose the, the conference championship game because you're not making the playoffs if that happens. Okay. Uh, we, we, I hate when this happens, but it's bound to happen. No big deal. Matt was just on. He likes the favorite in the Fresno-Wyoming game, the huge matchup at night on Fox. You like the dog. Tell us why. Yeah, you know, and uh, unranked Fresno State, first of all, they're not unranked, but undefeated, I should say, uh, Fresno State. They're actually uh, ranked 24th in both major polls, 5-0 and on the season. But the Bulldogs' success, you know, it's come against the schedule, guys. Currently ranked 131st by Jeff Sagren. Wyoming, on the other hand, 4-1 and through its first five games. Only loss coming on the road at third-ranked Texas. And you'll recall that game was actually tied at 10 entering the fourth quarter. The Cowboys' most notable victory of the season uh, came in that season opener when they rallied from that 17-0 deficit, upset Texas Tech 35-33 in double overtime. So whereas Fresno State, they did get a victory at Purdue. Wyoming, on the other hand, already played Texas Tech and Texas in the Big 12. You know, Matt brought this up, and in the spirit of full disclosure, Wyoming, the last two meetings against Fresno State, They've been shut out, and that's the last two seasons. They've been shut out uh, both years by Fresno State. Haven't scored a single point, but I don't believe this Bulldog team is quite up to the standard of those two 10-win teams. They've got a fairly significant drop-off at quarterback from Jake Hayner to UCF transfer Mikey Keene. Wyoming's offense, important to note, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, they got a positive jolt when Northern Illinois transfer running back Harrison Whaley He made his Cowboy debut after uh, missing the first couple of games with a knee injury. He has begun his Wyoming career with three straight 100-yard rushing games. He's rushed for 457 yards in those three games, averaging right at 8.6 yards to carry. And then you look at Wyoming in this home underdog role. They've really thrived 15-6 and against the spread as a home underdog since the start of 2016. 
And Wyoming, you know, on paper, Fresno really looks better. But Wyoming has a way of forcing seemingly, you know, more talented teams into ugly type of games. I think this happens here. Take Wyoming plus five and a half over Fresno. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, professional sports better Paul Stone. How about in the Pac 12? Wazoo and UCLA are each coming off of bye weeks. But if you go back to their most previous game, uh, Washington State was awesome at home in a win over Oregon State. And UCLA threw up a complete dud on the road. A lot of teams do that in Salt Lake City against Utah, and they lost and only scored seven points in that game. And now they're laying three and a half against a really good Cougars outfit here. Which side do you like? Yeah, I actually made UCLA only a one-point favorite here, Mitch. So I'm pleased to be getting uh, three and a half points with the Cougars. You know, to me, this is mostly a case of examining the two teams' rosters and just liking Washington State's roster more than UCLA's. And the quarterback position uh, constitutes a big part of my opinion for Washington State. You've got a second-year starter, quarterback Cameron Ward. He's a transfer from FCS uh, Incarnate Word. He has made just huge strides from his first year as a starter to this year. He's completing just a shade under 75% of his throws. He's thrown 13 touchdowns, not a single interception to this point. The Cougars averaging 9.9 yards per pass attempt. On the other sideline, UCLA's got a true freshman quarterback, Dante Moore, one of the more highly sought-after recruits in the class of 2023. But Moore, he's only four games into his collegiate career. He has shown certainly flashes of, of brilliance and stardom, but he's also looked like a freshman at times. He's only completing 55% of his throws. Washington State, they've already defeated a pair of top 20 teams, uh, those being Wisconsin and Oregon State. Those were both in Pullman. They'll be playing UCLA on the road in the Rose Bowl. But Chip Kelly as a home favorite at the Rose Bowl, only 7-13 and 13 against the spread since mm. taking over in uh, 2018. Washington State, they're on a mission. I think they feel slighted by being uh, left out of the most recent wave of college football realignment. Take the Cougars plus three and a half over UCLA. All right, try to figure it out. South Alabama here. They went to Oklahoma State Mm -hmm. in the middle of September, and they pounded the Cowboys. Final score was 33-7. Since then, losses at Central Michigan and at James Madison. No shame in that. But now this week, on the road against Monroe, and uh, South Alabama's lane as high as 12 and a half here. Do you like the dog? I do like the dog, Mitch. Uh, You know, first of all, Louisiana Monroe, they are off a hugely disappointing loss uh, at home last weekend. Appalachian State kicks a 54-yard field goal on the game's final play. The Mountaineers beat the Warhawks 41-40. to But I think they're going to bounce back here. Veteran coach Terry Bowden, uh, he's now in his third season as head coach there at Louisiana Monroe. They're 10-18 and straight up under Bowden. Uh, certainly not a great record, but progress nonetheless. Uh, you look at the team he inherited during the pandemic season of 2020, uh, the Warhawks winless at 0-10. The Warhawks, looking at Louisiana Monroe, they have fared really well as a home underdog under Bowden. They're now 7-2 and against the spread the last two seasons plus as a home underdog. You break it down a little further, when they're a double-digit home underdog, if they are this week against South Alabama, they're 5-0 and against the spread. Uh, you talked about South Alabama. They entered the year as one of the favorites in the Sun Belt, only 2-3 and three to this point. As you mentioned, they dropped their last two games to Central Michigan and James Madison. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, they've already defeated Army at home as a nine-point underdog. 
almost defeated Appalachian State this past weekend, as we talked about at home. I like Louisiana Monroe, plus 12.5 over South Alabama. What does the most interesting man in the world get at the Texas State Fair? You know, I'm going to have a, a corn dog, Fletcher's corn dog. So I'm going to be going to the Texas-Oklahoma game this uh, this weekend with my wife, Abby. Uh, looking forward to it. And those Fletcher corn dogs, man, they are uh, just exceptional. So that's going to be my go-to. I'll probably drink a few, maybe a couple of pregame beers. We've got 11 a.m. kickoff, but we'll get there early. It's going to be it's so crowded at the fair on that day. But it is uh, people who like to travel and watch big-time college football, you know, put this on your bucket list. It is a, uh, it is a spectacle for sure. State Fair of Texas. Well underway. Just a great, uh, great game. Great showcase. Yeah, good job. Good job going to that game. I got to get there sometime. Looks like it's uh, an incredible atmosphere, no doubt. Follow Paul on Twitter. He is at Paul Stone Sports. Thank you, bud. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Yep. Thank you. The uh, See, that's the thing. Like, when you're game and you go to a fair, I was at the California State Fair in Sacramento one time, decade or so ago. Chocolate-covered scorpions. Give it to me. Let's no. Go. Oh, yeah. Anything on the list. I wanted the craziest chocolate-covered <laughs> bug or insect that they would offer. <laughs> they had, you name it, I think it was on the list. Sure. That's like Wisconsin. Deep-fried whatever. Oh, you name deep it. Deep-fried Twinkies. Deep-fried... Deep-fried pickles. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Which are awesome. But uh, if you're going to go to a fair like that, it's on the menu. I want to be Anthony Bourdain. I want to try it all. How was it? Horrible. Oh, it was. Oh yeah, I didn't like it. Oh God. No, I think they had they had like chocolate covered ants. They, they just what? Oh yeah. You yes. ate it? I have. I, I still have a picture of the menu somewhere. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're you're 46. You're oh, eating a Twix God. and Twinkies for lunch. Yeah, I'm not eating a Scorpio or an ant. It's a different ball it's game. Chocolate, here. It's got chocolate you're on it, though, about right? It. Oh my God. You're gonna be okay. Oh. The bug's not gonna do anything. Uh, <laughs> in, you want you want to know some of the stories of me in Mexico? I got some doozies in Mexico. Bring it on. We'll talk Major League Baseball playoff props. Very creative next. I think you know someone. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sports, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, we're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resorts and Casino. Huge day today in sports as the Major League Baseball playoffs begin. And former pitcher Jensen Lewis joins the program now. And he's on MLB Network Radio to talk. We're going to do two segments here, half an hour, fully loaded with Jensen. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you today? Uh, good morning, boys. Uh, very exciting postseason getting underway today. Uh, I know I've talked to you guys in the past. It has that March Madness feel to it, you know, getting things underway with the you know kind of layered start times for these first pitches, but really balanced uh, in both sides of the bracket, guys. So excited to get this thing going. Do yeah. you like that? Games at the same time? <laughs> I- I'm okay, Paulie, with kind of the segmented ones. So, you know, not like four games at once. The two is fine because if you want to bounce back and forth, if one's sort of out of hand, then you can go to the other one. But to me, barring something unforeseen, it, it's hard to see any of these four games today, especially with the pitching matchups, seeing any of these games get so lopsided just because of where the offenses are and also with the premium bullpens we're going to have as well. Okay. So I mentioned this earlier. Now the Twins open up as the favorite against the Blue Jays, and yet I haven't heard, I don't think a single person make the case for the Twins to win the series. As Paulie's documented many, many, many times on this show, I mean, it's been, <laughs> what, 18 years? 19, 18, 19 straight games, yeah. 19 straight years, game, yeah. almost almost 7,000 days since a playoff win. This is impossible to do and pull off in baseball. Uh, are you going to make the, the case for the Twins to be the first guy that I've heard, or do you like the Blue Jays? Yeah, I, I, honestly, Mitch, i got to go back to my original prediction at the beginning of the season. I had Toronto and Atlanta in the World Series, so I, I don't know if I can go against it, but if there was ever a time for the Twins to, to have as good a chance to break that 18-game losing streak, it's this series. I just feel the matchup is not one that's going to, to really facilitate an opportunity for their offense to, to go against a Kevin Gosman uh, and be able to, to counteract what he's able to do with that split-fingered fastball. Uh, I'll be honest, guys. I, I do like the runs. Uh, I like the total over. If it gets down to seven, if it ends up dropping there, uh, you know, wouldn't mind taking the over there. I don't know if Pablo Lopez is going to have an opportunity to stay in this game a long time, just knowing <clears throat> that Rocco Baldelli would rather go to his bullpen. And it's a deeper bullpen now with Chris Paddock coming back, uh, being able to be kind of a bridge sort of guy. But I would say if you like Pablo Lopez today uh, and, and as far as getting some leverage maybe on the field, 
I would look at his under on the outs prop there, under 17 and a half. Mm. But I just think Minnesota offensively, that third, fourth time around the order, knowing the bullpen arms that John Schneider and Toronto can run out there, it just doesn't feel like they've got enough thump in the middle that might be able to overcome what Toronto can throw at them. Yeah, and you like to pay attention to some of these uh, very unique props that are on the board. For example, like, what, what are you finding? First pitch uh, of the first at-bat of the game and how these players operate and what they've done throughout the season? Yeah, Mitch, uh, you're looking at two leadoff hitters, if indeed it's George Springer leading off for Toronto for starting the game, and then also Edward Julian uh, for the Minnesota Twins. I would look at, if you have FanDuel, I would look at any other outcome, single or extra base hit for the very first pitch of the top of the first is a first pitch result. And then also the bottom of the first for a first pitch result. Uh, and, and knowing that the postseason too, you want to try and get that upper hand very early. Would not shock me if, if George Springer, if he's leading off, comes out of his shoes on that first pitch. The, the problem much of the season, and certainly they're a playoff team, but they were led by the uh, offense, Toronto top five in, in ERA, were very disappointed in this offense. Do you think Toronto puts it together in October and these guys get the bats going and make him, and get a run going? Yeah, and I think, Paul, it's really predicated on on how Bo Bichette and Vladdy Jr. are pitched to. If indeed Minnesota, for instance, decides that they're going to go and bypass both those guys or you know efficiently try and pitch around them and say, okay, we're going to make a Brandon Belt try and beat us, maybe a Dalton Bar show. Uh, if a, a Whit Merrifield is somewhere up top, closer to the lineup uh, in the middle in that five, six, seven spot, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if that's the route that Rocco Baldelli wants to go to, just trying to limit RBI opportunities. But Polly, this is a team too, and especially away from Rogers Center, they're one of the better road teams, and that's kind of shocking because they've mm. got one of the great home field advantages in the sport. So to see them kind of struggle a little bit north of the border is a little odd. But then. The weather here, guys, I think it's going to play a factor, too. It's going to be hot and humid. Ball's going to travel there. If you've ever been to Target Field, down the lines, the ball can really travel, especially for right-handed hitters. You might see you know, some grip and rip ideas, especially from the middle of these orders to try and get maybe a couple of run home runs. I have been at Target Field. Uh, if they still have it, I would recommend the walleye on a stick. Yes. Uh, let's follow the money here on Visa and V-Sports Betting Network. Jensen Lewis is our guest. And one one more thing here on this series, because yes, the Twins blew a lot of games this year from their bullpen. But I want to give you a tweet here from uh, Mike Petrello. Uh, he said the one thing that he's going to be keeping a close eye on is how teams have remade bullpens, where he said and tweeted out, full season stats don't matter a lot, and September relief pitching K percentages might. Number one for uh, bullpen K rate, Twins tied the Rays in September 30.6% with the K rate. Lights out. And he pointed out 27th Baltimore, down to 20% with no Bautista. Ugh. It's a great number, and it's also a great narrative to follow, Mitch, because as you know, bullpens get deployed a lot earlier oh, yeah. in these series. And and you're talking about guys, too, that might get extended into multiple inning stints here. So that's something to watch, especially as a former reliever. It's easier for guys to come in with all that adrenaline going, but it's watching them sit down and have to get back up if those managers want them to get five, six outs. That's where I think it, maybe if you're in a live betting scenario there too, and, and let's take the Minnesota bullpen because you're looking at Duran, you're looking at Griffin Jacks. And like I said, I, it would not surprise me if Chris Paddock, because mm. he's sort of that starter guy, if they don't want to burn out their back-end leverage guys for multiple innings, 
I, I could envision Paddock <laughs> maybe being a first guy out if Lopez can only make it five plus. All right, this is great. Jensen Lewin, our, Lewis, our guest, follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. We start the day with Tampa at home against Texas, and Texas blows the division, and what a price. You go on the road against a team that won 99 games. Texas had a losing record on the road. How about Glasnow against Montgomery? Absolutely love this spot here for Glasnow, Paulie, and I think if you want to ladder this thing on the on the strikeout props, this is a beautiful spot for it. Uh, however high you want to go with Glasnow starting at six or more strikeouts and then parlay that with Tampa Moneyline. We talked about offenses there for Minnesota and Toronto. Paulie, Texas's offense has been pretty dismal the last two weeks of the season. A 223 team batting average. They've been brutal in one-run games. I think 14 and 22. Back into their bullpen has been really shaky down the stretch, especially Aroldis Chapman. So something to watch here, especially knowing that Tampa at home has been a juggernaut. And, you know, Mitch, you had brought up that strikeout percentage. Tampa can roll out four or five different power arms and more uniquely, four or five different arm slots to try and offset what is going to be a, a Texas lineup that might be gripping a little bit. Also loving this game, Pauly, too. Kind of that theme that we had in the Minnesota and the Toronto game. The two leadoff hitters there with Marcus Semien and Yandy Diaz. Be watching for that first pitch prop there on FanDuel. Both guys are action early. And I think when you understand Jordan Montgomery's attack as a lefty, a lot of righties, I think Kevin Cash, We'll stack up there very close to the top of the lineup. Do you give the Rangers a decent chance to win this series? I mean, all things considered here, how they blew that division has got to be, they just got to pick themselves off the mat here and travel on the road here and beat this team that Paulie said was awesome during the regular season. Very hard to do, Mitch, because the psyche is right there front and center. And, and to know that if it were me and I was Bruce Bochy, I would have done what the Astros did. Champagne toast on a Saturday and say, yeah. fellas, we got one more game. Yeah. We got one more game, and then we can party our rear ends off on the flight home on Sunday, knowing that we've got those couple of days off as division champs and getting that first round by. I'm interested really early because it is the first game of the day. This thing can go two ways. Texas can kind of be asleep at the wheel and still in that fog of what did we just go through, or it's we're going up against a team that has been so good with their postseason pedigree the last few times that they've been in the postseason tournament. I just feel that with Glass now at home, they're going to be amped up. That place, guys, I, I get it. It's decrepit. Uh, you know, the dome there is awful during the regular season, but it's a different animal when they sell that thing out for postseason baseball. And I really feel that Glass now has got a great opportunity to go out and dominate. Today. Yep. Several good points there. I thought you're right. The Rangers celebrated too hard, but also Tampa and Minnesota, both places should be rocking. I think the get-in price is like $6 and $7. It's Tuesday. It's playoff baseball. Yeah. Check the tweet. Are you from, serious? I think it's seven bucks to get in price at Target Field. Wow. If you want to sit in the cheap seats. Um, By the way, Marcus Simeon, yeah. two home runs in his career off Glasnow. Very small sample size, only Very eight or good. nine at-bats. Yeah. Very good. We'll do the National League coming up. One, You played a long time in the big leagues. Well, how about how about the umpire throwing Votto out? Can you believe that Sunday? I almost feel like, Paulie, that that really endears Joey Votto to say, okay, I can't go out like that. I can't retire being ejected in my final major league game. I hope he comes back for one more year. A quick story for you guys. Uh, We played against each other coming up in the minor leagues when he was at Louisville and AAA. Uh, I was then with Buffalo, which was Cleveland's affiliate uh, back in 2007 and 2008. And I think we kind of knew then that as much as the Ellie De La Cruz hype when he came up this year was this is the future of the franchise. That was the same hype of Joey Votto. He was going to be a franchise changer. 
And boy, oh boy, uh, he's a unique bird, fellas, as I'm sure you can see mm-hmm. through the last couple of years. The personality is off the charts. But man, what a leader for that city and for that franchise. He was there through some lean years. He stuck through it. He battled back from some big injuries. I really hope he's got one more year in him. You're right. He is unique. Mm-hmm. Would you put it past him if he would have told the ump to, to toss me? <laughs> Let me out of this game. I want to go out on a high note like this. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been very unique for Joey Votto. Right? He's a guy that's just, yeah, he, you would think he's a statesman at this point, but for him to just blow up or have some, oh my gosh, that, that, that would be a story told over time for sure. All right, more with Jensen Lewis coming up next, MLB Network Radio. we got to get the impact of the Brandon Woodruff, uh, Woodruff injury here for the Brewers, not only long-term, but in the series against the Diamondbacks, and also he loves a team in the National League, not named the Braves. Find out who he likes next. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes. You can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. Check out future events as well. We're here to help you and make you a smarter, better year-round. Check it out every game, vcin.com. We continue talking Major League Baseball playoffs getting underway today. Four games on the docket. Former Major League pitcher Jensen Lewis, now MLB Network Radio, is our guest. Uh, Where were you on the Milwaukee Brewers early yesterday morning compared to where you are now after learning of the, uh, I can't believe this, the injury to uh, Brandon Woodruff? Uh, devastating news there, there, Mitch, and especially for a team that that really uh, is going to rely on that starting rotation to be able to get them deep into this postseason. So before then, uh, I think you and I were texting a bit yesterday, just looking at the National League side, saying if chaos ensues, this is a team that you circle just because they can ride their horses, much like the Washington Nationals did a few years back with Strasburg and with Corbin. Uh, and with Max Scherzer. So I, I think you you have to really feel for Craig Council in that group. But by and large, remember, this is a team OPS-wise from their offense that really turned the corner here the last couple of weeks. So the names aren't going to jump off the page at you, but they're swinging the bats a heck of a lot better. And I think that might be the elixir for them with the Brandon Woodruff news. I still feel uh, that they should be able to handle uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks here in the wild card series, albeit you know Arizona played very well against them this year. Your starter rookie and Brandon fought today. I think that's going to be a little bit troublesome for Tori Lovello, just knowing yeah. that Milwaukee, when you're there, if you guys remember the postseason atmosphere there, those people are nuts. Yep. That's a great place to play. So advantage Corbin Burns and the Brewers, I think, tonight. So Woodruff was fighting back tears yesterday at the press conference when he was talking to the media. And then, you know, both reports came out. He could come back in the next round if they advance. And then right after that, it's like he might miss the entire postseason what do you think about this as a former pitcher? It, I, the thing that alarmed me, Mitch, was when he said he, he wasn't been a, able to bounce back. And you, you really hope it's not uh, anything with the elbow uh, mm-hmm. or anything that's going to require surgery. No matter what, uh, you feel for a guy who, who fought through some adversity here at the beginning of the season and, and really turned it on. You know, the vaunted one-two of Burns and Woodruff, that's kind of been Milwaukee's MO the last couple of seasons. Find them in a short series and... No one's running the bat rack to try and face those guys. This is where Freddie Peralta is going to have to step up massively yeah. here in game two. He's going to have to be a dog for them. 
But I think ultimately, when you think about where their bullpen is, Devin Williams, Piamps, they've got a lot of guys in the back. As much as the swing and miss numbers uh, have been very consistent, I think they've got to find early offense to allow those starters to be able to pin their ears back and attack. I'm very intrigued by this game in the series because Arizona can play with house money here. They're on a free roll. No one expected them to make the playoffs. People counted them out even when they got up to the hot start, and now here they are. Now, you also have Gallon going tomorrow and then Kelly. So all the pressure's on Burns here and the Brewers, and everything you said's right. They're, they're, they're great at home, 17 over 500. How about this? They're 70 and 44 against righties this year. So what, what do you – I think you get a big performance out of Burns, and he has to have it because you lose. Oh, here comes uh, Gallon and Kelly, as I mentioned. But what you, you mentioned fought. I mean, you're throwing a guy with an ERA of six here in game one of the playoffs. Yeah, uh, hard to imagine. But uh, if I know anything from playing for Tori Lovello years back, uh, they're not going to let anything like that get in the way of, of where your, your mindset is, Paulie, and that is house money. No one thought they'd be there, or at least no one gave them a big chance once they got in and saw the matchup for them to be able to, to go against this vaunted Milwaukee rotation. I'm really intrigued to see how much chaos Corbin Carroll can create on the base pass. 50-plus stolen bases for the rookie. If you like some props there in that game, would, je- would definitely jump on him to, to at least get a stolen base or two. I think the other guy to watch out for offensively, uh, not only for the Diamondbacks, um, I-, I would look at obviously Cattell Marte. Uh, and Christian Walker, but Gabby Moreno at the bottom of the lineup with Lourdes Gurriel Jr., those guys are going to have to turn this lineup over. Perdomo's going to have to be big for them. I think Milwaukee's got an opportunity to sweep this series, uh, and knowing that mm. you're going to have that home ba- home fan base and, and Corbin Burns out there, if Burns has a great cutter today, uh, I think he's got a real opportunity to go deep in this game. Okay. Mm-hmm. The team I was talking about before the break, Philadelphia. And I don't think that's going to surprise a lot of people because they're going to be a pick by many, I think, to make a long run here. But how far are we talking from you anyway? Like, how do you want to bet them? Are you, you talking about the whole thing here, the National League, the world, the whole enchilada? Yeah, I, I think, honestly, Mitch, uh, with the horses that they have and, and knowing you're going to get Wheeler and Nola right out of the chute, it, it makes a lot of sense with the back end of their bullpen and the amount of power that they can deploy uh, in that lineup. It just feels like if there's a team that's going to knock off the Atlanta Braves, it's going to be someone in their own backyard in that division. And, and I don't want to discount Miami whatsoever because Skip Schumacher has that club believing. I think Hazelou Suzardo presents a lot of challenges for the left-handed bats there in Philly's lineup. Uh, I don't know if, if Miami has enough offense to counteract what those two starters in Wheeler and Nola will be able to deploy out there. But if you, if you think chaos ensues in the National League, it would not shock me if Philly makes a huge run winning the pennant possibly some World Series odds if you wanted to jump on there. If you ultimately want the world to blow up, at least in the National League, I would take a little sprinkle on the Brewers and the Phillies in an exact matchup for that NLCS, and I would take both those teams to at least get to the Fall Classic. In the next round, I would expect a lot of high-scoring games. I mean, if if those are the matchups, though, if it's Brewers-Dodgers and Phillies-Braves, I mean, I think we're going to get uh, – it's going to be a ton of runs. Well, you would think, Polly, with Atlanta and Philly, and I think, what, Philly hit uh, 20-some-odd homers just in, in one series, one postseason series last year. Yep. So uh, knowing Atlanta's offense, and also, Polly, here's a big narrative I think people are not giving enough run to. Yes, you're going to get Max Fried back, and Spencer Strider's yep. probably starting game one there for Atlanta. What do they do after that? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a real big question mark. And if you're Philly and you get past round one and you can steal one of those first two games, 
Atlanta is going to be, uh, as you like to say, Polly, squeaky yeah. bum time, just yeah. because I don't know if their rotation depth can make up for what that Philly offense can do against them. Now, Atlanta had their number in regular season play, but I just feel that if Philly does what they're capable of doing, they got as good a chance as anyone to knock Atlanta off. Is Morton out or will he be back? Will they have Morton? Morton uh, yeah, they, he, 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 he won't be eligible for the division series. He will be eligible for the NLCS. Okay. The problem is you still got to get there. And, and that's yeah. where I uh, feel like uh. they've got a, a real challenge in front of them. Okay, so then who do you like in the American League to come out? So I'll stick with Toronto. Uh, I, You're going to stick with them overall. I, and okay. Yeah, I, I think they've got a great opportunity to, to, to play their brand of baseball and at least their path there. They're really – their only stumbling block in my mind would, would be Baltimore because Baltimore's handled them this year. And it's just a matter of Baltimore so young. And, and what, will they, what will they do when the pressure is on them? There's not a ton of guys there on that roster with a lot of postseason experience. Really feel that Toronto is in a great spot here. Uh, to be able to find their way through uh, in, in an ALCS uh, matchup. But again, it's Toronto or Houston for me. Uh, I love Tampa. I think they're a great club. Uh, I just don't know what they do, especially against Baltimore as well. Uh, so I think if you're, if you're going to the American League side, I'll take Toronto and Houston. All right. Very good. That was an awesome breakdown, man. Thanks so much for the time today, Jensen. We really appreciate that. You got it, boys. We'll talk soon. Catch well Jensen Lewis on MLB Network Radio. He's on Twitter at JLU50 as well. Let me give you this. One more really good tweet from uh, Mike Petrelio. I'm probably butchering his last name. I, I apologize. Um, he tweeted out, I think the most incredible stat that he's seen all year. Keep this in mind when Taj Bradley throws for the Rays. On the season, 104 plus innings pitched. He faced 460 batters. Zero stolen bases. Zero caught stealing, zero pickoffs. Not a single recorded stolen huh. base attempt against oh. him this year, not one. Wow. Petralio. I think that's how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I think you're probably right. So when, is, when I, I, will he go though? He'd be their fourth, was he their fourth starter? But eh. I think at some point he's gonna have, to, have to go. Well, yeah, we'll I mean see if they're gonna happens. be advancing, yeah, he's gonna have to take what, them out. What do you have on fastest pitch? Okay. Hundred and two and a half. It's at Will Hill and Caesars. The entire playoffs. Will someone throw a pitch yep. 103 miles an hour? Thanks to Brian for sending this over. First of all, it's Duran's numbers are ridiculous this year. I will point out that he threw 104.8 miles an hour back in July. What? <laughs> yes. Did you see yes. his entrance? It's better than Rivera with Enter Sandman. No, I, I did not. With, no, which, I missed it. If they, yeah. With all the music and everything? Well, it'll be hard because it's a day game, but they, yep. they dim the lights and they got the heat coming in. They got the music going. It's better than Diaz. So he, 104.6 a couple of times, 104.5. He went over, what is it, 102 and a half? Yeah. Several times on the year, as did Chapman. Got to be in position, though. As did Hicks. Uh-huh. And oh, by the way, Hicks like did, most yeah. of this stuff goes back to May and April the really high-end numbers when the velocity was really up there. Maybe a couple yeah. of July sprinkled in. So, yeah, but, but I'm coming in. I'm coming in hot. It's man, Maybe they were saving themselves a little bit. I'm rested and adrenaline takes over. It's a playoffs. That's exactly right, yeah. That's a great prop. Will someone throw 103 miles an hour? I think I got a... It's minus 150 yeah. to the over? Yeah, yeah. You have three different guys at least, right? Yeah. They can do it? All right, we'll run down last night's betting action with win some, lose some next here on Beeson. The Sports Betting Network.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 